Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Views Podcast. Um, today's episode we're doing something a little bit different. It's not actually a horror movie. Um, it's a sci-fi comedy movie. So it's kind of sub-genre-ish of horror. You know, it's the sci-branch sci-fi. Um, which I'm thinking with the podcast in general, I think I am going to branch out a little bit more than just horror movies. That way I can try and hit a, a wider range of audience. You know, um, still going to keep it 80s and 90s and maybe even some 70s movies. Uh, horror is going to be the main um, subject that I speak about. But we are going to do sci-fi, maybe the odd comedy movie, maybe the odd cheesy 80s action movie. Um but at the core, it will still be horror movies, and maybe like the comedy and action movies will be just a bonus, shorter episode throughout the week. Uh, just a thought, just an idea. But uh, we are actually watching today uh, My Science Project from 1985. Um, it was released in August on the 9th. It had a box office debut of 4.123 million. That's kind of kind of ironic 4.123 million um yeah the little sum up is a teen and his girlfriend which i'm going to cut it off right there at the beginning because the girl that we have for the movie is not actually his girlfriend um till later on in the movie um because initially he gets dumped by his girlfriend in the beginning of the movie and then he just takes this other girl there because she wants to be a reporter whatever anyways um, Tien and this lady go to raid a military junkyard that used to be a, a testing Air Force base where they find a travel contraption from a UFO. Um, it's a very interesting movie. It's got a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got a lovely 11% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd, which uh, I'm also going to be bringing back my Letterboxd account and doing more in-depth reviews on that. Um, when I'm going to find the time, I don't know yet, but we'll see how it goes. to instill in you a basic scientific curiosity about the world that we live in. Uh... Harlan? Why don't you tell us about your science project? I'm working on it. To be opened by authorized personnel.
what's this piece of junk? Found out at old Dawson Field. I figured maybe I could shine it up and pass it off to my side project. I mean, it's some sort of uh, it's some sort of power plant. I mean, this is generating power and light without heat, Michael. How is that possible? It's not possible. Well, now that sounds like we're dealing with a time-space warp. We went two hours into the future. What? So how's it work? Simple. You see, it's kind of like breaking through the barriers between time, space, and all dimensions. <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's climbed out the back. It's a time-space warp that's created by this gizmo that will warp something into our dimension or we can travel through time and space. I'm the long arm of the law. If I'm gonna wind up in another dimension like Barbarino, I'm going in that packet. What's the spend? Look, it's people from the past and the future. And we're all here together. This is like a this is like a crossroads of time and space. Science Project. Uh, so yeah, pretty much the movie just starts out with a scene in space, and we just hear on the radio um, about a crash that's pretty much happening. Uh, I th don't know if they shot down the spaceship or if it's just crashing, um, but yeah, you hear someone on the radio being like the bogey's going down, it was messing up all their signals and whatnot. And then we see this um, set of cars, they're being um, guided by these two police officers on motorcycles um, down this dark you know desert road um which actually leads into the dawson air force base um i believe it's 1957 right now is the time period um the cars are being let in the cars are totally blocked out so it's like government officials um we see this big giant building with flashing lights and this old man gets out of the car and walks up and into the building and he's in pure shock as he's looking inside the building um it's a spaceship a spaceship that crashed in the uh the desert earlier i think the night before it might have been um and he's talking to the general about it uh asking questions and whatnot and apparently they did find i believe two aliens inside and then uh they found some other equipment and stuff that just got destroyed um and the general's it's like well you know the news hasn't found out yet or anything so i'm believing it's probably the president he's just like well let's get rid of it destroy it before anything leaks out we don't want anyone to know anything about this uh and then we cut to 1985 uh in a world where dinner Ho dennis hopper who's playing uh science teacher bob robertson i think um who's a hippie and a science teacher uh he yeah, it's just weird seeing Dennis Hopper as a science teacher and a hippie. Well, maybe not so much the hippie, but the science teacher thing is kind of really throwing me off. Especially when you compare this to, I think it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, where he's the crazy uh, sheriff that's on on the hunt for Leatherface and the Hewitt family. Um, 
but yeah. Then we have uh, Mike, who's our main character. Uh, he's also, I believe, the same guy from uh, Christine, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I watched Christine. But I'm pretty sure he's one of the, the main guys from that. Um, not the main guy that buys Christine, but he's the buddy. Um, but yeah, Mike's getting pulled off to the side after the bell rings because he was talking in class with his buddy Vinny, uh, who's from Br Brooklyn. He's a typical New Yorker, Brooklyn accent, attitude, everything. Whole nine yards. And then the, the teacher's talking to him, um, Bob's talking to him, and apparently the whole semester, uh, Mike hasn't even done one single project or anything for the class. And Bob's just like, you know what, if you don't, if you don't pick up your slack, you know, you're going to not pass. You're going to fail. You know, this is going to be the one thing that's going to screw you up. I know you're a smart kid. You're great with mechanics. You're great with engines. Do something for once in your life. Just just do something. And then uh, Mike is leaving, and Bob takes a... It takes, like, a hit off of this O2 tank. I'm assuming it's, like, an O2 tank. It's just this canister, and it's got a long pipe, and just takes a takes a hit off. And he's, he's a clear hippie, for, hippie at heart. Um... Then we cut right to it. Uh, Mike is getting dumped by his uh, girlfriend, Crystal. She's going on about how she wants more of the relationship. She wants to be you know, taken to restaurants, spoiled. She's stuck up, bitch. Um, she doesn't enjoy going to the races and doing the stuff that he wants. And she doesn't feel like she's getting the right affection. Which is, you know, it happens. It happens. And then uh, we have Mike who's getting bothered by um, a girl from the school yearbook who is actually... We have to pause for a minute because I forgot her name already. And we're back. Uh, I, I knew it was the right name, but it's Ellie. I don't know why I forgot. But yeah, Ellie's uh, trying to ask him some questions and do like a little write-up for the end of the yearbook. Because she's got to get the pictures and everything for the yearbook. And it's her and I think Sherman is like hitting on her. Uh, he's the stereotypical nerdy guy. Who's, he's really in love or really cares about Ellie, but Ellie could care less about him. She doesn't want to go to the dance or whatever with him. Um, but yeah, Mike's just trying to blow them off. Uh, he doesn't want anything to do with it. He doesn't want his picture taken. He doesn't want to do a write-up for the book or the yearbook or anything. And then uh, Ellie mentions about him getting pretty much dumped by Crystal. And apparently everyone around school by the sounds of it knows about it and he's just finding out about it like within the last 10 minutes so that gets his attention he talks to her for a couple minutes then we cut to uh, mike who's in the all class working away on his car and Vinny runs in asking what happened uh clearly he knows and everyone else around the school knows what happened between him and crystal and mike's just like well how's everyone else knowing what i'm just finding out now hey. What everybody know about this but me? Look, look, I seen this dynasty where this guy got a girl back with a chihuahua fur coat, huh? Ben, she doesn't want a fur coat, all right? She doesn't even want me. Oh, yeah? Well, what does she want? I don't know. She wants to be, uh, you know, romanced. Swept off her feet. Swept off her feet? Yeah, I just swept her off her feet, all right, with a left. Hey, a girl pulls that back in Brooklyn, I swear. Bam, on. Oh, right. Okay, Vince. Hey, you're cool. You're cool, right? You're cool, huh? Yeah, I'm cool. I don't know, Vince. Crystal. Why can't women be like cars, you know? I mean, you put gas in a car and you cruise. Try 
want to treat that girl nice and she leaves me in the dust. You know, my old man says treat broads like dirt and they love you. Oh, yeah? What's your old lady say? Come on. Oh, my parents are divorced. That's how come I'm living out here in the sticks with the old man. Right. Um, then we cut to Ellie, the yearbook girl. Uh, she's working on her car that's broken down, and it's literally holding up traffic. It's holding up traffic like everyone's behind her honking and telling her to hurry up. But yet, um, Mike comes up and just literally drives down along the side of everyone else. So everyone could technically get around her. They're just too lazy to. Uh, it's just building up story anyways. Um, but yeah, Crystal was clearly doing this to set everything up because she literally took the cap off of her I think it was a distributor uh, she literally just unclipped it so it wouldn't work um, just to literally to get Mike's attention to have Mike come help her and to pretty much ask Mike be like hey um, can you go out with me so uh, um, Sherman will leave me alone essentially is you know the essential thing that she wants um, yeah, and this is at the point where, at, up until this point, everyone was calling her Sawyer. And uh, she's like, you know what, my name is actually Ellie. So she wants to be, a, you know, on a first name basis. She doesn't want to be called by her uh, last name, probably. I'm assuming that's what the Sawyer part is. Which is kind of funny, because the uh, Sawyer is also one of the things with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I think there's a lot of... Uh, um, things pulled from better movies that are just kind of stashed into this movie, which is kind of cool. Um, then we have Mike who's coming home to find his dad making out with some random girl on the couch. Clearly his dad is a single father. Uh, but yeah, he's making out with this girl. He's got some uh, beers and some Chinese food and dogs eating. That's probably Mike's uh, portion of the Chinese food. Um, Mike doesn't stay. He just grabs a, bit, uh, a beer and then he, uh, I think he grabs, yeah, he grabs the dog and just leaves the house. Uh, he doesn't have, like, any patience to meet his dad's new fling. Um, then we were cutting back to the airbase, and now we see it, it's in present day still, and the airbase is no longer being used. It's pretty much just an airplane junkyard. Um, we have uh, Mike and Ellie who are, you know, the fence is pretty much destroyed, but they're kind of just lifting it up to get inside. Ellie's confused why they are in the junkyard, and that's when Mike's feels her in that it used to be a military testing base. Uh, Mike is there uh, looking for something so he can work on his science project or just pretty much to steal something and be like, hey, this is my science project. And he brought Ellie along because Ellie wants to be like a reporter. And so it's a, it's a little bit of both. You know, she can look at the the whole area, report it. She might have a video camera with her. I'm not too sure. Um, but the while walking through, Mike actually falls through the ground and into this underground room. Um Literally, it's just probably like a piece of plywood he just stepped on, and it broke, and he went right through. Uh, not really safe. Not safe at all. Uh, while searching around the room, um, Mike's seeing... He's got his flashlight out, and he's looking around the room, and this lizard just pops up, and he kind of does a little scream like a little baby. Just just a little bit of a scream. Really catches him off guard. Um, and then we cut to, see, uh, cut to a scene where we see the security guard just, you know, patrolling the area and we got his dog with him as well so that's going to cause some issues as well yeah i'm not sure how the dog didn't pick up on their scent earlier but i guess if he's not really looking for them then that's that's fair i guess um uh, mike starts exploring deeper into the room and he finds this like red glowing light that's in a container and as being a you know teenager he, why follow the rules that say you know 
do not open pretty much essentially you know unless you're authorized personnel and only open under certain conditions he just opens it and decides to grab the piece of equipment inside and take it for herself um while he's looking at the equipment though he's got his flashlight out uh to try and get a better look at it, and the the piece gets zapped by the flashlight um but by the looks of it he doesn't see electricity going through um, but yeah, the, the device zaps electricity out of the flashlight. So that's when he goes up to Ellie, who has a second flashlight, to f toss it down so he can get a better look at it. And it does the exact same thing to that flashlight as well. And then we have, a, we hear Ellie screaming because uh, she ran into a rat. Uh, and then Mike comes up to check on her because he wasn't sure what was going on. She's like, I'm not getting back down that ground because it's rat infested. She's up on like a piece of the broken uh, planes around. And then we have the, the security guard that comes in run, running and yelling at them, telling them that it's like private property and they can't be here. So they start to take off. Um, they get out of the fence line, and then we have them driving away. While driving away, they they have the, the device in the back seat pretty much. I think it's in the back seat. It might be on like the, uh, the near the back window. But we can see it still in the, the shot when we're looking at the front uh, with them sitting in the front seat. But yeah, it's flashing and glowing, and that's when the the car stops, loses all power. Um, they stop to check the hood, pop it open, and uh, sparks start flowing everywhere. Not sure why it's happening, just you know, just sparks and everything going over. Um, and then Ellie looks on the bright side. She's like, "At least we're close to town." Mike refuses to walk into town because he a doesn't want anyone to know that his vehicle broke down. And B, he doesn't want to leave his car behind because that's his baby. And he doesn't want to go anywhere. With it. So he flags down a trucker that just happens to be in the area. And he uses the CB to radio to Vinny to have Vinny come help him. Vinny was getting some action at the time. And he's like, okay, buddy, I'll be right there to help you. Um, that's a good friend. You know, if he's, he's willing to stop his fun time to come rescue you, yeah, that's a good friend. Friends to them. Bros before hoes, are back in you know 1985, so that that saying and phrase has been around for a long, long time. Uh, so yeah, Vinny shows up and he's got his car behind Mike's car and pushes his car back into town. Actually pushes his car the whole way to um, Ellie's house to drop her off. But in the me meantime, doing that, a truck comes up behind them and is honking his horn because they're going too slow. And Vinny inside his car when he pulls this like rope or whatever that's by the rear view mirror pulls it down um a middle finger actually comes up behind like the back the uh, back section near the trunk and it's literally a hand that comes up giving the middle finger i thought that was actually kind of funny um yeah we have a uh, vinny who's pushing mike's car to ellie's house so they can take ellie home and the whole time which is kind of creepy uh across the street in the bushes uh sherman's there with three jocks and they're literally like scoping out the place. I don't know how they knew they were going to show up at this time. And the jocks are all excited because they're like, oh, we can tell everyone in town that uh, mechanic Mike or whatever his nickname they call him. His car broke down. He didn't know how to fix it because that's going to be the biggest burn for him. And then, uh, yeah, that's the jocks in this movie are just really stupid and they don't play any important role whatsoever. It's, it's kind of kind of kind of funny that the nerd in the movie is actually kind of the bad guy because that doesn't usually really happen he's he's the creepy bad guy that's not really trying to be a bad guy at all he's just it's just naturally happening that way that's when we find out that the uh 
Sherman made a new, uh, deal with the jocks, and now he's got to up the deal because Vinny's a part of the deal. And like one wants a science project done, one wants a paper row, and I don't know what the other one wants. I wasn't really paying too much attention to them. Um, the next day, uh, this is just a really quick scene. Uh, they're in typing class, and we see Vinny. When he's typing, he uses one single finger and goes as slow as possible when typing. We then cut to uh, Vinny and Mike in the garage working. Uh, Mike is working on the device that he found. He's cleaning up. He's giving it you know, a nice wipe down and whatnot. He finds these secret buttons and tries to figure out what it does. And um, at this point, the device then zaps, like, zaps the radio that's near it. Uh, completely zaps it. 100% power all gone. Uh, and like, oh, I just put new batteries in that. So it just sucks all the power out of it in like one quick zap. And then it uh, starts to light up more and um, it starts shooting energy through the lights and whatnot. Um, and then while it's sitting on this desk, it's, we see there's like radiation of electricity running through. And then this Egyptian vase shows up on the workbench. And they're both confused as to what's going on. And then the school bell rings and they leave the room and we see as they're leaving the door, uh, up above the door, there's actually a battle axe stuck in the door, or the the, the upper wall, I guess. Um, also, when they're leaving, um, they're outside and they're they're confused as to what's going on, because while in there, they actually lost two hours of time. Um, school's pretty much out, everyone's leaving, everyone's getting ready to go home, and they're looking around confused as to what's going on. Um, then uh, Vinny and Mike head to the library where we see uh, pretty much Sherman is the the librarian and um, Mike's like well we're trying to find a, a book about weird things happening and Sherman's like well what what's what's the name what what's the name of the book what's what's the author's thing and whatnot and Mike's just like I don't, I don't know so he originally wants to put him in like the witch and supernatural section and. They're like, no, no, it's not like that. It's like two boys losing track of time and whatnot. And Sherman gets all excited because he's, you know, talking about it being like a uh, space-time warp. And he that stuff just clearly, clearly excites him because he's, he's a true nerd at what that all stands for. Um, yeah, Sherman definitely gets a bit too much joy of talking about uh, the cosmic warp and everyone turning into cosmic dust if the time shift of everything gets too drastic because if there's a black hole and time portal creates then it's going to throw the earth off everything's going to shatter everything's going to break and everything's going to become uh, essentially dust and he he's all getting happy about that uh he's a he's a very tormented soul that's for sure and then uh, mike and Vinny try to get bob the science teacher to come check out the science product he's like no nah, man i can't right now I gotta go to this war protest thing. But I'll be back later to uh, grade papers until 9 o'clock. And gets in this hippie uh, like Volkswagen bus and just drives off. Kind of players off. It kind of sounds like a lawnmower, not gonna lie. Um, Mike makes it back home uh, to find out that his house or the apartment that they live in is completely different. Um, his dad's new girlfriend has actually made everything in the place completely pink. Uh, frizzy and it's just weird looking and he's totally confused and then we also find out that dad actually went to reno and got married um mike's totally confused about everything that's going on um 
we then see Mike and Vinny breaking into the school in the next part because um, they want to get the device out. Um, as they're leaving the school, after uh, Vinny actually picks the lock and they get into the, the room where the device is and head out, um, the, the jocks come out of the like shadows and they're all wearing Stormtrooper helmets. I don't know why. This is all wearing Stormtrooper helmets. Um, that's cool, I guess. Um, they then take the device to Bob, who's in class grading papers, and he's complete, completely confused as to what's going on. Um, he's confused as to what this device is, and he brings out his like, metal, metal tester. It's, it's a weird thing. I've never even seen or heard anything where you just hook it up and it tells you what kind of metal it is. But he tries it out. Uh, of course, it doesn't show anything on the basis of the records. Um, so it's this new metal that even he doesn't know about. And then they grab an air battery to hook it up as uh, and their power source because they believe this is an engine and that they need a battery to power it, which is its own power source altogether. The batteries just, you know, make it even stronger. Um, but yeah, it starts shooting at light and energy and Bob's completely confused as to what's going off. But he's very excited. He believes that this device is bigger than the planet the cosmos and everything and it's going to be like the biggest thing in science at all altogether um bob actually does think though it's a teleportation device um and ellie wants to tell the cops but he, bob straight up hates cops calls them pigs and he wants nothing to do with them um the device then melts the car battery that they're using. So Bob gets a smart idea. He's like, okay, I'm going to take these two wires and plug them right into the light socket. Um, and it gets, just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And Bob's having the time of his life because he's moving his arms around, having the energy course through him uh, to the point where uh, he gets sucked into the device or sucked into a time warp or split in time. And all, the only thing that's left from him is his uh, peace sign necklace. Junkyard outside of town, Los Angeles. Well, I'd like to know how it got there. I'd like to know whose it was. I mean, this, I mean, this is generating power and light without heat, Michael. How is that possible? It's not possible. I mean, it's not on this world anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What other world are we talking about here? Well, look, this has got to be broken. Go get that battery over there, okay? Wait, Bob. Why I mean, wouldn't that be broken? broken? <laughs> because. If it isn't broken, Michael, this is older than Earth, all right? So wait a second, Bob. Just wait until you see this. Hook it up, Vinny. Oh, no, I'm not going to hook it up. You hook it up. You hook it up. I hooked it up last time. No, no, I'm not going near this thing. You hook it up. Vinny. Wait, wait, wait. I'll hook it up. Okay, Bob. No, no, it goes on these things right there. lights like this at Ozzy Osbourne concert. Can you imagine the advanced alien civilization that created this? I mean, this is, uh, this is bigger than all of us. I mean, it's, uh, this is, uh, and this is bigger, bigger than any of us. This is bigger than the planet. It's, uh, it's even bigger than the solar system. Wait a second, Bob. 
this like when you told us we could smoke banana peels? <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. And what is it, Bob? What is it? I'll tell you what it is. It's a time-space warp that's created by this gizmo that will warp something into our dimension or we can travel through time and space. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah! Let's call People Magazine. No. Hey, I vote you tell the police about this. The pigs. No pigs. No. Uh-uh. No. Come on, unhook it, Vince. No, no, no! They're then leaving the school. They're all freaked out as to what's happened because their teacher, their science teacher, literally just disappeared in front of them. Uh, they get out of, the, out of the school, though, and we see that the jocks, because this is the biggest burn they could do, took, like, shaving cream or something and just coated the GTO car, which is just a slap in the face. And it's just stupid. But that's just my opinion. Um... Uh, we then cut to the scene. It's a little drastic. We cut them literally driving down the road, speeding as the power is running through the power lines alongside them. Um, they're trying to make it to the end of the road, or at least to the end, or in front of the uh, the power lines, so they can set up uh, some sticks of dynamite that they stole from the convenience store. I don't know where they even stole it from. They stole it from some room that has a bunch of other various items. Uh, anyways, while not paying attention, they actually speed through a road close sign and they set it, they set it all up. Um, Mike gets ready to pull the trigger to make it all blow up. Of course, nothing's happening, so they pop the hood on the car and use the car battery to do it. Um, it does blow everything up and the tower goes down. They think, they, they think they've got it all figured out and that everything's going to go back to normal. Um, but then they head back to the school to try and grab the device and they're shocked because the the jocks are all getting arrested by the police and there's police officers all around the school and they're also like confused as to what's going on and why uh, then uh, we have Mike dropping Ellie off at home and they have they talk for a little bit and then it's their one lovey-dovey scene and which makes them I would say boyfriend and girlfriend at this time because they at the end of the night they just have you know a kiss and go on with their ways so I'm assuming that's the start of their relationship now um, we then have Mike sneaking back into his room via the uh, bedroom window that he escaped in out of earlier um, and sitting at his room's dark and his dog's like laying on the bed TV's still on gets in his room and then someone's talking to him and it's actually uh, Detective Nolte who's sitting on his chair waiting for him to come home uh, apparently the jocks ran him out and saying, you know, Mike and Vinny were there when uh, 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 science teacher Bob disappeared. Um, so they gotta get they gotta go down to the station. And Mike's like, well, can I just grab my jacket before I go? And the detective's like, okay, I'll wait for you here. Uh, even though Mike could have just took out the w in the window again, and they probably wouldn't have caught him, but. Um, Instead of doing that, he calls Ellie and gives her a quick rundown on everything and asks, pretty much asks her to go to school to try and get the device. Um, so then when she's heading into the school to get the device, uh, Sherman's all, already inside and literally scares her. And he's excited about the device because, you know, he's a nerd and everything. And he has an idea of what the device is as well. And so he tries to take it and then there's an energy blast that, gets, that goes off. And then while they're at the police station, um, Vinny and everyone, the lights start to flicker and the power goes out because the energy blast from the device pretty much wiped out. I don't know if it wipes out the power in the whole town or 
if it was only certain buildings, but the police station is completely completely wiped out. So uh, Vinny and Mike make a run for it and head out of the station. Um, Mike heads to the school, and then Vinny comes shortly after him. Uh, Vinny decided to steal a cop car, though, to get there. Um, and, but once they get to the school, there's this giant black spiral in the sky, and it just looks like all hell's about to break loose. Um, they run up to the school, and that's when Sherman's running out. He, he tells them he's sorry, and they was trying. He didn't know what was going to happen, um, and it's like all hell's broke, breaking loose in there because the various time portal rips. And Vinny's, Mike and Vinny's like, "All right, well, you're going back in with us because we gotta go get Ellie and we gotta get the device." And Vinny's like, "Well, I'm not going in yet until I go grab the shotgun of the cop car, because I want to be prepared." Good job, Vinny. Glad you're using your head, man. That uh, New Yorker smarts. Well, inside the school, uh, there's everything's like foggy and very weird looking, and then there's this random set of Egyptians that walk into one room, and. Uh, they're all confused as to what's going on. They walk farther down the hallway. And then this caveman creature breaks down a door and tries to attack them. Uh, I think it throws Sherman around a bit. And then Vinny literally sacks it and it's done. It's down on the ground. Done for. <clears throat> and we have them walk into another room because they're trying to get to the science science lab area where the device is. Um, there's a gladiator there who just gets done killing a killing one of his you know rivals and he's literally getting ready to kill them he i think he also froze sherman and then next thing we know it's a he's getting into a tussle with mike and mike actually saves them all by stabbing the gladiator right in the stomach and like pulling the knife up a bit and that ends him that's the thing with the old the various portal rips and whatnot the events of when they're taking on whatever characters from that event doesn't really take that long um which you know, like I would enjoy a little bit more time, a little bit more depth into that, but it's understandable. It's near the end of the movie, so they kind of got to rush through things a little bit. Uh, then they make their way farther in, and the school is now like in a jungle themed, and it's like these guerrilla warfare soldiers that are hunting down uh, this other soldier. And while they they do catch the soldier, and they're taking the soldier back. Um, Mike and Vinny and Sherman decide to jump them to get their weapons and somehow they actually kick all their asses to the point where they knock each one of them out and actually do steal their weapons and I guess Sherman has some real skill in that in the hand-to-hand -hand combat which I don't know how that happens and then Mike's looking at the guns he's like well how do we use these I don't know how to use this and Sherman literally gives them a step by step on how to reload and set up the weapons and they're totally confused because Sherman is showing so much more knowledge about hand-to-hand -hand combat and weapons and it's just like you're a nerd what are you doing uh, they enter another era where it's kind of like this futuristic setting and I don't know if they're space aliens or rebel soldiers or what they kind of are uh, but they have laser guns and they start shooting at um, Mike and everyone, uh, they start lo shooting back, and apparently they're better shots, even though this is the first time they're ever using guns, because the space alien guys all get dropped. Um, and then this big, big space alien creature comes in, or soldier, I should say, and he's got a chain gun, and he, he gets kind of dropped back a little bit, and then he grabs like a battle axe or, or some kind of weapon, so they have to barricade themselves inside the gym, uh, and the other creature is banging on the door. But as they're 
once they get into the gym and barricade the door, then the area starts changing around them. And now we're set in the prehistoric era where we see a T-Rex coming into scene. And it's not bad CGI or stop motion. It might be stop motion. It's 1985. I don't think there was CGI back then. Stop motion would make more sense. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, Vinny, being the smart ass that he is, he's like, oh my god, it's Godzilla. I was like, no, Vinny, Godzilla would be a lot bigger than that T-Rex. And it'd be a lot cooler, in my in my opinion, at least. Uh, while hiding, though, they're hiding behind this rock, Sherman starts to sneeze, because apparently he has a allergy to uh, T-Rexes, or prehistoric grass. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, be a lot funnier if it was T-Rexes, because uh, who's allergic to a T-Rex? Uh, but yeah, Vinny's... Finney's tired of hiding. He goes like full-blown Rambo and starts shooting the T-Rex. I guess grabbed and then like f tossed around. And then it's Mike who saves the day because uh, the gun that he's using actually has like a grenade launcher on the bottom of it. And he gets, uh, I think he gets the T-Rex like right in the stomach and that drops him. He's not dead yet, uh, but he's definitely heavily wounded and just laying on the ground. Uh, Vinny's a little messed up as well. Uh, I think his leg's a little dinged up in his arm as well. Uh, then once they get done with the T-Rex, the, the bigger alien futuristic creature comes through, blasting his guns at them, and they have to uh, start running so they get to the science lab. Um, the science lab is kind of like destroyed. Everything's all over the place. There's debris all over the place. Uh, electricity is shooting everywhere. Uh, the wind's picking up. It's like a thunderstorm blaring. The roof's gone. Cause apparently the science lab is on the top floor. And you, we can see the, the spiral cloud above them. Um, Mike goes to save um, Ellie because she's underneath this debris that's off by the device. Um, he gets her back on her feet and she's, she's you know, back with it. Um, she's not, like, confused anymore. Well, she was, I think, knocked out completely. Um, but uh, Mike... Mike decides when the aliens is like banging on the door now again because it's following them the whole way. He's like, you know what? I gotta do this. I gotta turn off that device and make everything stop. Um, he goes into the middle of the room and tries to stop the power. Uh, he turns everything off, uh, which is kind of this part is kind of weird because he he stops the time time warp split and everything stops, but he gets sucked into the electricity and into the device. And Ellie's all sad about it and upset. And then next thing we know, we see some more electricity coming. And then he's back laying beside the device. So I'm not sure what the real point of having him get sucked away was. I guess maybe it's just trying to um, do some extra filler. Not that they really needed it at all. And then we have them all get escaping, escaping the school because it's all done now. And um, they're all... Like the firefighters are out there, the cops are all out there, and the detective that was, you know, after um, Mike earlier, um, he's there too, but he doesn't really give two shits that they're coming out of the school, which I thought he would be questioning them right away, but he doesn't seem to really care. Um, but yeah, they're getting like checked out by the medical staff and everything, and then uh, out of nowhere, um, science teacher Bob just comes walking out the front door of the the school. And he's fully decked out in his 60s wear. Uh, and he actually just came from Woodstock. Um, and we find out he goes over and talks to Mike. He's like, you've been given an A on your science project. Because uh, we always needed to know what his grade was going to be. Because we couldn't end the movie not knowing what Mike's grade would have been. Because that would have just been too hard for us to do. Um, 
Yeah, we the detective comes over and arrests Bob, and he's like, you know, man, I made the future so much better. It's gonna be so groovy. Um, and then he gives one last word to Mike. He's like, you gotta do one thing. You gotta hide or destroy this device. We can't let humanity have it again because it's too powerful and we can't control it. Um, so Mike's like, all right. Um, so they head back to the junker where they found it because that's, I guess, the best thing to do is to put it back in the hole and hide it that way. Um, as they're driving away, um, of course, almost in, probably in the exact same spot, the car breaks down again. Uh, this time, though, it's not from... They're, they're, uh, Ellie and Mike are both shocked or scared or nervous as to why the car broke down. They're like, oh, it's the electricity again. And Mike just looks at the dash and he's like, no, we ran out of gas. So, you know, on the plus side, it's only gas, so it's not like it's electricity if zapped again. Um, and then Mike gets out of the car and he's like, well, on the bright side, uh, at least we're close to town, so it's not that far a walk. And then Ellie's on the, the total opposite side of what Mike was before. He's like, well, about the car, we can't let people see us walking into town. And Mike's just like, it's just a car. And then they start, they're walking to town, and as we see the back of the car and them walking off into the sunset, we actually see some of the blue electricity coming through the trunk and around the bumper of the car. So maybe there is still some force uh, attached to his GTO. Uh, who knows? I don't think there was ever an, a second movie for this one. But um, yeah, that's the end of that movie. It's a good movie. It's enjoyable. Um, it's free to watch on YouTube. That's where I watched it tonight. Um, for a 1985 movie, it's got a good plot. It's a good story. It's definitely a full-on 80s movie. There's a lot of references and one-liners that Vinny says. I'm going to try and include some of them, some of them, but it's not going to be a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend giving it a shot and trying it out. Um, uh, it's a fun movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, out of five, I would give it, uh, a three and a half. That's how much I enjoyed it. Um, good writing good cast like it's got a really good cast solid cast and uh just a fun movie so definitely check it out um as for our next movie we're going to stick with the sci-fi uh and essentially comedy as well um with the new system here um not on this movie but on the following movie we will get back into horror movies for a while uh, but for the next movie because it's just been something i've been wanting to watch especially with watching this it's in the science uh, genre as well uh, we're going to watch Weird Science because that's just a fun movie I really enjoy it so we're definitely looking forward to watching that one um, but yeah if you guys enjoyed it like always feel free to leave a comment down below uh, wherever you're listening to this on various uh, podcast platforms feel free to give it a review or a rating whatever whatever it calls for I'd love to hear your feedback and as always if you want to keep in touch with me uh, find me on all socials at Typhonstein. Uh, I'll leave the links down below. I'll leave my link tree link in the description as well in the show notes. That way you can check out all my stuff. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. Bye-bye.